Hey there, this is the Teacher Biz Podcast, and I'm your host, Heather O'Donnell. Today in the podcast, we have Bryson Tarbit from thatmusicteacher.com, and he's sharing all about how he makes his online business work while still teaching music in the classroom. I think that will be particularly interesting for you to hear, as well as how he's leveraged summits to build his business, what it looks like to run a business with digital courses and memberships, and the mindset blocks that he's pushed through to get to where he is now. This is a great conversation. Let's dive in. It's not that long ago that I was walking in your shoes. I remember driving to work every day and feeling trapped because I had gone to school. I got a master's. I got the job that my friends couldn't get. And yet for me, teaching wasn't as fulfilling as I always thought that it would be. The focus was more on test scores than on humans, and I was so limited in the impact that I could actually make. I just want to tell you what I wish I could go back and tell the kindergarten teacher version of myself, and that is just how much is waiting for you beyond the classroom, how you can use your teacher skills and the experience you fought for with this fancy thing called the internet to make a limitless impact that just isn't possible within the walls of your classroom. You can build a business around your life that brings you actual fulfillment along with a living that you can actually live on and a pay scale that's determined by you instead of your district. There's more than one way to be a teacher and spoiler alert, I am not talking about teachers pay teachers and that is not your only option. I know this is possible because I've done it myself. I stopped teaching to stay home with my kids and in the margins of my day, I have built a solid life-giving online business that has helped hundreds of thousands of families, replaced my teacher income several times over, and given me the flexibility that I crave as a mom of two little kids. I love my business. I am having fun in this job that I've created for myself and I just want to teach you everything I know because I know that if I can do this, you can do this too. Hit subscribe and get ready to learn how to build a profitable business with a lot less effort than it takes to run a classroom. Hi, Bryson. Thanks so much for being here. Welcome to the Teacher Biz Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to see what we can get into today. Absolutely. Let's start by you just telling us a little bit about your business and what it looks like and maybe how you got into this online business world. For sure. So my online business is called That Music Teacher, which is great because I'm a music teacher. Uh, so kind of simple, but it essentially comes down to creating content specific professional development for other elementary music teachers. I started my business doing things like teachers pay teachers and things like that. And I have no problems with PPT. It just isn't my zone of genius. I hated it. Honestly, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't like it. I didn't like to market it, but I started doing courses. Um, I have a summit the, that I launched every summer that goes wonderfully. And it's just been great being able to connect with other music teachers from around the world and really we lovingly refer to it as Music Teacher Island because we are typically the only music teachers in our building, sometimes even the only music teacher in our district. So we like to be able to connect and help each other make better musical experiences for our students. That is so fun. You started with TPT. It wasn't for you. You went into selling your own products, but what made you want to start an online business in the first place? I'm still not sure I ever made that decision. It just kind of happened. I I think it's funny because I talk a lot about how I accidentally started the business, which is definitely the Enneagram 3 in me. I actually started my first year out of college. I was not in the music classroom. I was doing educational assistant roles, some aid roles in the elementary world. And I loved what I was doing. I was learning an incredible amount. 
but I really miss the music classroom. So I created an Instagram account at that music teacher just so I could follow a bunch of other music teachers and not have my personal Instagram feed just like covered in music. And then I just started sharing and it kind of evolved slowly and then a little bit more rapidly. Back in the day, my first year of teaching, Instagram came out with this wonderful new feature where you could go live. And I accidentally went live. And instead of closing it off, I just started talking, sharing. Nobody cared. But, you know, I just started doing it. That ended up turning into bringing guests on to my Instagram live. And we had a weekly Instagram live story. And then it turned into um, a podcast. And it's just kind of spiraled as, you know, kind of snowballed as it went on. But I really wouldn't have it any other way. I absolutely love my business. Honestly, running my business has been a huge form of self-care for me, um, especially during COVID when you know, I was living alone. We're here isolated, being able to connect with other people and to be able to make an impact beyond my own classroom really makes my teacher heart fall. I love that. And I think so many teachers who are listening are looking for that same thing to make an impact beyond their classroom. So that's really exciting to hear. Your story is super interesting because you are still teaching music in the classroom, right? And so I would love to hear a little bit about how you make that work alongside running your business and how you balance the two. Yeah. So I still work full-time, which is funny because this is the first year that I'm only working full-time and running my business. The last three years, I have been doing piano lessons after school. like So we'd have like 12-hour days twice a week for the past few years, which is like, I, I honestly don't know how I did it. So I'm really glad to only be we're doing these two things. But they, you're right. There's there's stuff that I've had to learn. And I've learned a lot of lessons by owning a business. I have ADHD. So I've learned a lot of coping mechanisms that I'm like, wow, I really wish I would have learned this earlier. That would make school so much easier. But like, I've had to figure out how to delegate. I've had to figure out how to prioritize, how to stick to a deadline, how to see, you know, work on project management. I did this alone for a long time. I was really lucky. I hired someone to manage my Pinterest account in early 2020, right before the world blew up. And she has kind of, she's grown with me and she's now my integrator in my business. And she keeps me saying <laughs> she, she does amazing things and she really helps me get into, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're just kind of shifting into this integrator visionary role, but it allows me to work on my business without being stuck in the nitty gritty details of in my business, which, you know, I've done my time. I, I you know I worked on the systems, but I, I'm really excited to see where this moves us forward next when I'm able to know that everything else is going to happen and I can work on the things that are really in my zone of genius. That is so nice to have that balance. So what does your schedule look like when you're like managing teaching and running your business? Is it time blocking on the weekends or getting things done after school? Or is it just fitting in your business as you can into your teacher schedule? I'll be honest, there's a lot of time where it was I would work all day and then I would do business all night and then I would do it again the next day. And it's taken a lot of me realizing, all right, there's so much more out there and I need to not burn myself out. Okay, real quick, if you are serious about starting your own teacher biz, I made you a free resource that's going to simplify everything and just get you started on the right foot. It's called the Free Teacher Biz Starter Guide, and it will guide you through your first three steps of getting started with your teacher biz. Get started right away and grab that free guide at teacherbiz.com forward slash start. That's teacherbiz.com forward slash start. I can't wait for you to get your hands on that great resource. I know it will get you started on the right foot. 
So like now, since I started this school year, I work about one to two hours every afternoon and I try not to work on the weekends. So I might like answer an email or do something like that. Or like if I didn't want to work on Friday, all right, we'll do it sometime over the weekend. And that's really been helping me realize that, yeah, there is more to working. Like I love what I do, but like I need to figure out some other things. And it's been great to be able to stick to that schedule because, well, one, I have to now because I have members of my team that if I don't get my stuff done, they're waiting. So it's that's been a, a really great way to to stick to my schedule and to make sure that, that things are getting done. But it's also been great to be able to delegate things when I need to so that I can only, I don't have to do all the things, which has been really great change the last year or so. I think that's really helpful for teachers listening to hear when they're thinking about how they'll fit a business into their life and probably still be teaching for the good first while there. So thanks for sharing that. How have your teacher skills carried over into this online business that you've created? That is a really good question because I it, it's taken me a, a little bit to realize that as I grow as a teacher, that has helped me in the business world. But it's also the opposite. Growing as a business owner has helped me in so many different things in my role as a teacher. For instance, we all had to go online during COVID. And I'm like, wait a minute, I know how to do this. I have a studio in my basement. So like being able to have transferable skills, like without getting too far on my soapbox, you know, society loves to tell us that teachers can only do teachers. You know, that's what you do. You don't have any transferable skills. Yes, we do. We just call them something different than the corporate world. We have plenty of things that we can do. We have plenty of reasons and and things like that, but I'm not going to get too far on that soapbox. What's great about being in the niche that I am is when I'm coaching my the teachers that are in my membership or my courses or whatever, I'm also learning from them. I'm learning ideas. I'm seeing things presented in a way that's different than I've been presented or you know things that I ever thought about. And it's really helped me just try new things and also... I have to come up with new things to teach. You know, I have to, if I'm, if I want to be one of the thought leaders in this edu- music education space, I can't just do the same thing every day in my classroom. I have to try new things. I have to solve problems in it a way beyond just what I would feel called to do if I was just teaching. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, this was great. Last year was the first year that I had a, I had a new administrator and she was doing my evaluation and there's this part of the rubric that is hard to fill as a music teacher, especially, you know, because all this like professional development and like, you know, collaborating stuff. But she's like, you know, you max this all out with the stuff that you do outside of school. So like, it was really interesting. That was kind of the first time I was go, oh, yeah, these aren't necessarily different things. They're just kind of two sides of the same coin. That is such an interesting way to look at it. I've never heard it that way before, but you're right. When you carry your teacher skills over into your online business, it is all connected. I love that. Let's dive into your business a little bit. Can you tell us where your customers come from? So originally, like I said, we started on Teachers Pay Teachers and it just kind of came from the marketplace. And then I started just kind of, I launched my first course. And when I started doing that, I started building an email list, which I know everyone says build an email list. You're never going to regret it. But like, I wish I would have started my email list sooner. <laughs> like I'm, I'm going to add to the cliche, but that's kind of the main where, what I kind of what I've been building is my email list because your email list is so important. And then when I launched my first summit two years ago, that was a huge boom for my email list. It was a huge way to make kind of set me as an expert in the field, to gather other experts in the field, to network with other people, and really kind of get on the radar of a lot of people that wouldn't necessarily know me. And I, I still, you know, I have an email list at this point of like 8,000 people, which 
is wild to think that I can push a button and 8,000 people get an email. And then we have like a bunch of them open it. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's been 10 seconds and like 500 people have opened this email. Like it's still, I'm still like, have some weird mindset things like that. I don't do a lot of paid ads. We're starting to try that. I'll be honest. We've tried in the past and we just kind of didn't, we just kind of didn't do great. So we're trying to kind of build that into it, into my business model. But the biggest thing is just connecting with other teachers and, and trying to get people to talk about music education, whether it be through the podcast, whether it be through Instagram accounts, whether it be through whatever, it's just to kind of continue that conversation of what music education looks like, what it should look like, and and how we can get it there. That's awesome. Tell us a little more about your summit and how you leveraged that to grow your business. I'm excited to hear about that. So I have wanted to do a summit for years, even before I knew what it was. Essentially, I was free online professional development for music te- for elementary music teachers. Doesn't really happen. Um, I got to give a plug to Krista over at Summit in a Box. I went through Summit in a Box. It was so worth it. And it was crazy. You know, my we just wrapped up our second summit, you know, kind of our, our wrap up period at the end of August. Um, we, the summit was in July, but we kind of did our debrief in August. And it was wild to think that one, let's be honest, the, the relationship teachers have with money is super weird. So that's what I loved about the Summit in the Box model is because I was able to offer it for free. But then for those that wanted it, I, they could upgrade and things like that. And I matched my teacher's salary for my first year in profit. And like that blew me away. Like that is, we don't see that money all at once as teachers. Like that's not, that's not a thing we're used to seeing. It really goes to show you that there is just so much more out there than teaching. And that doesn't mean you don't have to teach, but open up your eyes to that. The idea that you might be teaching in a different way than you think you are or think you will for the rest of your career. Who knows what will happen in the next 30 years? But I'll be honest, the summit has changed my business completely. It's changed my life. I don't have enough nice things to say about hosting an online summit, about Summit in Box, and just being able to bring people together in that type of community situation. And did you use it as a vehicle to then launch something afterwards? Or did you just use it as a list growth? So because of who I am as a person, the first summit, I had just finished 10 graduate credits in three weeks. And then during those three weeks, I got COVID. So we launched that the next week. And we basically sent out a couple emails afterwards to go to my course. That was like, all right, let's just get this out in the world. Um, This past time, we used it to launch my membership, which has been great. Obviously, we're still learning things. We're still, you know, figuring out where that line is. But as a launch vehicle, it's amazing as a lead ma- or especially as a lead magnet. It's amazing. My list has exploded every time I host a summit, and it's just been a really good balance of getting more people on my list, getting people into my programs, but also I signed two speaking gigs for local professional development that I never would have gotten without the summit, without that visibility, without that expert positioning. And I'm like, oh yeah, I want to do that. Like this past summer, I taught a graduate course. I've only had my master's degree a hot minute. And I'm like, sure, I'll do that. I'd love to. Because I was able to set myself as an expert, that really brought me into that world and kind of opened up a lot of new things for me. That's really cool. You mentioned you have a membership. I love memberships for that recurring revenue and continued way to support our people. So tell us a little bit about your membership and maybe how you balance that with having digital courses too, how they work together in your business. Yeah. So prior to memberships, we would essentially launch twice a year. And, you know, when we threw the summit in, all right, we'd have a big, big spike in revenue during the summit month. And then we'd have two launches. And then every other month, I'm like, all right, I still have bills to pay. I still have a team to pay. I'm like, this isn't great. Like, obviously, I would love to get paid. So that was, we're like, all right, we have to come up with some sort of recurring revenue. 
and we ended up on a membership and it's still a baby membership. We're still, it's still in its first kind of iteration, but we have about 40 people in it right now. It's called That Music Teacher Community, and it is just that. It is a community of music educators. And in addition to just being a community where we can kind of talk to each other and get to know each other and ask feedback and this, that, and the other thing is kind of the main deliverables right now are every month there's an hour-long masterclass on a topic. So essentially, it's an hour-long PD. And then in addition to that, they get a resource pack to help them take that information from that masterclass and put it into their classroom tomorrow. And it's been great. We have, we've also done some extra bonuses, like an extra podcast. I'm recording an extra podcast every month um, that I'll be throwing into the membership. But we're also going to be using those over the summer so that I don't have to take the summer off for the podcast or like doing double duty with those. And it's it's been great so far. I'm not going to say we have all the kinks figured out. We're still figuring it out. We're still figuring out um, how to continue that growth, how to leverage the current members, how to keep that engagement up. But it's been really nice to have that recurring revenue coming in the last few months. The recurring revenue is so nice. And I love that honesty there. Not everything is figured out yet. And it doesn't need to be to still put something really amazing out into the world and figure it out as you go, because that's the only way to actually learn what will work for your people. So thank you for sharing that. When you were just getting started in your business, or maybe beyond just getting started, have you ever experienced any specific mindset blocks or things that you had to push through to get to where you are now? And what would you say to maybe our listeners who are going through something like that right now? I would say there were two big ones that I had to work through. And the first one was, I'm just getting started. What do I have to say? No one wants to hear what I have to say. I actually had one of my best friends, love her to death, but she's like, no one's going to buy a course from you. And here we are. So clearly she was wrong. But, you know, I mean, I'm 28. I've only, this is only my sixth year in the music classroom. And the fact that I did my master's and things like that, I have that credibility, but I also truly believe that because of how much I've been putting into my business and growing as an educator outside of my classroom, that I have so it's taken me a while to figure out that I'm really good at this. Like I can help people. I can help people that feel like, all right, I'm teaching elementary because I have to, not because I want to, or hey, uh, which is a very common thing, which is I learned how to be a band teacher and now I'm teaching or a choir teacher or some sort of high school secondary level. And now I'm teaching elementary and I have no idea what to do. And being able to make that impact, I don't have to have all the answers, but I've done it before. So I can help those people that need that help. And then the other one is that money mindset. Again, teachers have such a weird relationship with money, and there's so many systemic reasons behind it. Spoiler alert, a majority comes of around because it's a predominantly female field. And there's so much that I've had to learn about money mindset when it comes to charging for something for teachers, because we all know that teachers are underpaid and overworked and undervalued. And we all know that a lot of times the teachers are the ones that are paying for the products and the things that we're giving, not their districts. And how do we? feel good and how do we sleep at night making sure that you know i took money from a teacher and it's that flip going from i took money to a teacher to i created a transformation in life that teacher and charging for it allows me to create a broader transformation or to make it more available to more people and to continue that transformation and i think there's definitely some things that we need to be aware of that it are in the kind of marketing field that pricing wise or things like that just aren't going to work for our audience and just won't feel right. Like for instance, my course is not even $300 for my course. And I have a six month payment plan because 
there are teachers that need that and I understand it. And yes, I'll probably have a few people that default halfway through, but I would rather create an impact and make it more accessible than gatekeep that in a way where you need $300 in your account right now. Like there will be no payment plans. And that's, it's taken me a while to get there and realize that charging for something doesn't make me bad. It allows me to create a bigger impact. Yeah, that is such a solid example. I relate to that so much. I mean, I was I was a kindergarten teacher in a really inner city school. I bought all my own supplies. One year they gave me 12 pencils for my 26 kindergartners and that was it. But you're so right. Like I was so thankful for when I could find a really great teaching resource that made my life easier as a teacher with, you know, limited curriculum and to be able to find someone who cared about what they were doing, had actual like experience and knowledge to share with me. I find that people like, you know, I have a master's too, but people don't care about that as much as I really care about helping you. And I'm going to get you to where you need to be. And like, just feeling that relationship from the person on the other side of the computer. Yeah, that's another thing that when I really took time and figured out what my values are as a person, what my values are as a business, and use those as our kind of North Star, that's when the growth exploded. When I realized, all right, we're going to make sure that this is accessible to people. We're going to make sure that we, when we're hosting a summit, we're going to let people in for free. And yes, we're going to figure out a way to monetize that so we can continue to do this. But we're going to make sure that anyone who needs help can get that help in one way or another without having to put any money down and being able to do that and to support other people. I mean, I am in a super micro niche, elementary music teachers. And there's a lot of us that are doing the TPT game, doing the course game, doing the membership game, but we support each other because we all understand that we have different things to offer. We have different levels of experience. We have different pedagogies who typically follow. And I think that is such a testament to the idea that teachers want to help and teachers want to make a difference. They're not necessarily in it because they want to be the biggest, best, you know, music teacher business that there is. Absolutely. I think, you know, throughout this whole online business world, it's so much of collaboration and supporting each other. And when you see someone doing the same thing as you, it's a signal that like you should be friends with that person and support them and never like a competition like how dare they support the same people that I do type thing. It's never that. It's always like, hey, cool. Someone else is doing something that I'm doing too. Let's be friends and talk about it or you know, find a way to collaborate. I agree with that so much. So people listening are primarily teachers who are just getting started in the online business world. They're either been started for you know a short time or they've been going at it for a while and it's not really going how they want it to, or they're just in this phase of thinking about what their online business might look like. I just wonder what advice you would give to someone who's just in that phase of kind of starting out in their business. First of all, be careful about that comparison because you know, I've been doing this for a while. I have an employee, I have contractors, and I, it's taken me a while to get there. And I'll be honest, there were a lot of, there were years where I didn't pay myself because I had a team. And, you know, I did that for a lot of variety of reasons, but take one step at a time, stay in your lane, do your thing, but also realize that you never know what is going to be that moment. In my business, that moment was a global pandemic. I made, there were multiple months consistent months where I doubled my teaching salary based on one product that I had on my teacher's pay teacher store, specifically because it was a digital resource. You never know what's going to be that moment. So treat it all like your moment. 
because eventually your moment will come. Ooh, I love that. That is like the quote of this episode. I feel like treat it all like your moment. That is gold. I love it. Tell us maybe what you're working on right now, what you're excited about, and be sure to let us know where we can find you online. Yeah, right now we're ramping up for our January launch, um, which is great to be this far ahead because let's be honest, I've never been this far ahead. Um, So we're doing a mini summit in January where we're going to be launching my course, General Music Jumpstart. And it's really cool to kind of be working through that this year with my employee. But I love talking at music businesses and teacher businesses. I would love to connect. The best place is going to be over at thatmusicteacher.com or over on Instagram at thatmusicteacher. Great. I hope that everyone who is interested in that topic comes to find you. Thanks so much for being here today, Bryson. I feel like there was just so much good stuff in this episode for people to learn from. Thank you so much for having me. I am always up for a conversation like this. I hope that you enjoyed that episode and got something out of it today. And I hope you'll share it with a friend who will enjoy it too. I love when my friends send me good podcasts to listen to. So I hope you'll be that friend for someone else. If you are ready to get started on your own teacher biz, then I have a great free resource for you. It is the teacher biz starter guide, and you can get your free copy at teacherbiz.com forward slash start. That's teacherbiz.com forward slash start. And until next time, I'll be over here in your corner cheering for you. 